Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer, Mr. Darren Wilhite. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. Now on over 200 radio stations in our new expanded network. Once again, I want to thank our partners at Radio America for putting all this together. Mike Paradiso, in particular, for making it happen. We're very happy to be on in these new markets and and across the country. It's a big deal for us. So, by the way, uh, if you hear today's show and you want to tell somebody about it or go back and listen to it again, all the shows are on podcast platforms like iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Spreaker. We're there. Also, the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Facebook, Carrie Hall, C-A-R-Y-H-A-L-L. You can go to the Facebook. Uh, shows are posted there. And uh, the other Facebook page, America's Healthcare Advocate. Yes, there are two. Uh, so uh, if you want information on anything regarding these broadcasts or you want to send me an email, whatever the case may be, those are ways you can communicate with us. And we would be happy uh, to chat with you if you have questions or something that you'd like to chat about. So today's show, this is a uh, you know this is the second one of uh, of our cornucopia series, as it was dubbed by my producer, Mr. Darren Wilhite. Thank you, Darren. Um, and so th- th- today, uh, you know, we we get bombarded with so much negative news. I thought, what would it be like just to do a show about good news? So guess what? I'm going to do a show today about all kinds of good news regarding health care, regarding treatments and drugs, better access, different topics. We're going to talk about cancer and a number of different protocols for cancer, including pancreatic cancer, lung cancer, ovarian cancer. We're going to talk about heart attack and stroke, some of the new meds that are making a difference there. We're going to talk about organ transplants. So we're going to talk about how that Better access to that is now available to you. So this is our good news show on on healthcare and and improving health and healthcare in this country. Uh, you don't hear a lot about that, but we're going to talk about that today. So we're going to start. The first topic we're going to talk about is a brand new drug that just got approval. Uh, from the FDA. Actually, it's not a brand new drug. It's a drug that was being used before, but now has an expanded approval. All right. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration on Friday expanded the approved use of a fish oil delivered drug to reduce the likelihood of heart attack strokes in high risk patients. All right. So we all know that, you know, like fish oil is really good for you, et cetera, et cetera. Well, here is a drug now that's made out of fish oil 
targeted at a very specific group of people. I'll continue. The drug known as Vasepa, and I'm going to spell it, so if you want to look this up, V-A-S-C-E-P-A, V-A-S-C-E-P-A, from the Ameren Corporation, now becomes a new tool for reducing the risk of heart attacks and strokes, death in millions of patients uh, with elevated triglycerides. So that's what this is designed to do. Now, really what's interesting about this is, it's fish oil, people. It's the way they're processing it and putting it together. But this is really quite remarkable what they've done. Vasepa was originally approved in 2012 to treat adults with very high triglycerides. However, Ameren has been exploring whether the drug's effect goes further by reducing the risk for heart attack. Ameren states that 70 million people have elevated levels of triglycerides in in this country. So for the first time, physicians, patients, and payers have an FDA-approved treatment option that goes beyond lowering cholesterol with statins and the typical type of drugs, okay, and demonstrates a significantly greater reduced aspect of uh, major adverse cardiovascular events when used on top of the statins. So you're actually pairing this up with the statin drug. And by doing that, you're lowering your risk. Uh, Once again, the drug is V-A-S-C-E-P-A. You can look it up online. I've got a picture of it right here I'm looking at. Um, It's a big deal. Um, And I think it's pretty cool that it is basically fish oil. So uh, that, that, that should work out really well for folks. The second topic I want to chat about in this segment is organ transplants. And so here's what's happened with the organ transplant rule. 113,000 Americans are currently awaiting organ transplant. This new proposed rule from Health and Human Services will reduce costs for, the, for living kidney donors. The National Organ Transplant Act bans commerce in organs and regulations restrict the payment of expenses while donors may receive reimbursement for travel, lodging costs, lost wages, child care and expenses during post-donation recovery are not covered. They're ineligible. The proposed rule would change that, increasing the number of transplants. Listen to this. Health outcomes would improve since recipients of kidneys from living donors do much better and have much better health outcomes than recipients of kidneys donated by people who are deceased. The second proposal from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services would also increase transparency and accountability for 58 organ procurement organizations which coordinate transplants across the country. Because the CPOs are evaluated solely on survival rates, transplants may many times turn down organs that could be donated uh, in suboptimal history, so people that aren't exactly perfect. But they're saying here that that wastes as many as 75,000 organ transplant donors that could be giving organs. Think about that. you got 113,000 people waiting. If you could increase this by 75,000, what does that mean? Okay. So the Trump administration has has taken on entrenched interests that often fail to serve the patient's need. This is in the information from the Wall Street Journal. It's going to make a huge difference. Here's something you're going to keep in mind. 20 patients... Okay, this is interesting. 20 patients die each day waiting for organ donations. So go back to what I just said. 75,000 new organs coming into the system, and you've got 20 people a day dying because they can't get donations tied up in this bureaucratic mess 
that is that has restricted what the donors could do and the various organizations that provide these. So they're saying now the organ donation will result in 28,000 additional transplants a year. That's 28,000 people that potentially are going to have their life saved uh, because of this new rule. So it's a really big deal. The, so what they're doing here is the, the, the federal government now grants each OPO license monopoly for transplantation in its assigned region, and that has worked that way for decades. CMS has failed to revoke any of the OPO's um, certifications, and the outdated regulatory framework uh, that is currently in place lacks federal oversight and has led to a series of scandals. In 2012, you're going to love this, OPO officials pleaded guilty to a conspiracy and healthcare fraud after they were accused of receiving kickbacks from funeral directors. Seriously, people, they're taking the so. Here's what happened: the funeral home was selling organs, okay, through kickbacks to this particular organization. Well, that's all coming to a screaming halt now, and it's going to have greater oversight. And yes, we do need greater oversight in this particular category. But again, the most important part about this is by eliminating this bureaucracy, or not eliminating it, by streamlining the bureaucracy and opening this up for people to be able to receive these transplants, they're talking about 28,000 new organ transplants a year. That's a pretty big deal, folks. Okay, and, you know, like him or not like him, you have to give President Trump credit, okay, for 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 changing this and allowing people that need these organ transplants to get them because it is going to make a big difference. It's also going to make a big difference for the donors because you're now going to be eligible for reimbursement for out-of-pocket expenses, not just travel, okay, and and, and lodging. It's There's going to be other opportunities here for if you're out of work, whatever the case may be. So I think that's kind of important. Um, the first two pieces of good news today here on America's Healthcare Advocates. So when we come back from the break, we're going to start talking about um, a, a new treatment for cancer that I think you're going to find very interesting. It's a totally new approach for cancer, um, and it's called adaptive therapy. So when I come back from the break, we're going to talk about adaptive therapy and how that works. By the way, um, you all have heard me talk about the Wavi Brain Scan and the program that we're involved with. If you know someone who uh, is interested in getting a scan, you can call 833-804-3334, 833-804-3334. The scan takes about 20 minutes, um, provides scientific data on concussion protocol, Alzheimer's, dementia, ADA, ADHD, depression, and, much, and many others. So once again, 833-804-3334. Stay tuned. I'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting here on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIE Radio Network, our producer, Mr. Darren Wilhite. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. By the way, I'm going to reiterate throughout the show, um, we're getting a lot of interest in the Wavi Brain Scan. Um, if you want information on that, if you're a provider, 
Um, we're working with doctors in Michigan. We're, we're working with uh, clinicians here in the Kansas City Metro, Blue Valley Physical Therapy. We're working with a group out of Texas. Um, you know, we're working with people around the country, uh, introducing this technology and putting it into their medical practices. Um, if you are someone who thinks you might want to scan um, the website, brainhealthscan.com, brainhealthscan.com. The phone number, 833-804-3334, 833-804-3334. Word to providers out there, you can bill this with CPT billing codes. We've got all that information and a system that lets you literally plug that thing in and run with it. It's a, it's a portable device, um, and uh, it's very affordable if you're a practitioner and you don't have to be a doctor. So once again, uh, the phone number, if you want information, 833-804-3334. Steve Sanborn, who is my partner, will reach out to you and chat with you about what we have to offer. All right, here in the second segment of the show, um, we're going to talk about a new cancer treatment. Again, I'm, once again, I'm trying to do something here. As I said, you know, we get bombarded with a lot of negativity. I thought it'd be nice to be able to talk about some of the great things that are happening in our country regarding healthcare. So there is a new cancer treatment out there. It's called adaptive therapy. It's totally different in the way that they treat cancer, especially late stage incurable cancers. So uh, think stage four lung cancer like Rush Limbaugh has, okay? Uh, What it tries to do and what it does successfully, we're going to talk about it here in a minute, uh, is it takes cancer and turns it into a chronic medical condition. That's the whole idea behind this. So think like this. Think about um, cancer being treated like type 1 diabetes. Obviously, this is far more difficult to treat uh, and life-threatening than type 1 diabetes. But nonetheless, you get some idea of what we're talking about here. So Sloan Kettering is really uh, doing this now. Um, at the Sloan Kettering Institute in New York. So uh, if you go on their website, I'm sure there's information up there about the trial, the program, and how it's working. So let me give you a little information about this because I think it's pretty amazing. Adaptive therapy, the treatment stems from the recognition that cancer cells, just like other forms of life, mutate, evolve in response to to a changing environment. Traditional cancer treatment continuously bombards cancer cells with drugs. It can encourage drug-resistant cells to multiply and eventually create an untreatable tumor. So this approach is completely different, all right? Adaptive therapy doesn't try to eradicate the entire cancer. Instead, it seeks to stop treatment, wait for those cells to grow back, and then before treating them again, it goes back and they start over again. So the idea now is to keep the size of the tumor in check and manage the cancer as a chronic condition, as I said. So that, that, that is what's important here to understand. This is a big leap forward, folks, and I'll get into some more of this here, all right? A few doctors are starting to bring the idea into practice and primarily with late stage cancers, okay, or cancers that are said to be untreatable, that you're told, you know what, you're going to die. There's nothing we can do for you. Well, this is going to change that paradigm. It's going to change it significantly. Um, Southern California's Lawrence J. Ellison Institute um, for Transformative Medicine said the idea is ready for real and randomized clinical trials in a big sense. Robert Gattenby, the co-founder of Florida-based Moffitt Cancer Center's new Center of Excellence for Evolutionary Therapy, um, is the producer in the field that is driving the bulk of the work here in the U.S. on adaptive therapy. He is also the co-author on a small pilot study of the initial results in 2017. So this is a big deal. So he uses a 
kind of interesting way to 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 relate this a little different than what I just did. He calls it pest control. Uh, you're going to find this interesting, okay? Dr. Gatby often points to pest control to describe the therapy. Others in the field have picked up the analogy as well. In pest management, managers don't often try to eliminate all the insects, but instead reduce their numbers, keeping the spray-sensitive bugs around to compete against the resistant bugs. Pest management developed the technology after overusing insecticides, think DDT and some of the others, okay, uh, in most insects. And then, obviously, by doing that, they created pesticide-resistant insects. He's using that as a parallel here, saying they're, they're not trying to eradicate the cancer, they're trying to manage it, and that's the big part. The field is small, but it's growing, says Christine Donahue, the director of the David M. Rubenstein Institute for Pancreatic Cancer Research at Memorial Sloan Kettering. All right, so let's just chat about that for just a second. Pancreatic cancer, I mean, it's almost always a death sentence, all right? And and what they're saying here is they're not going to eradicate it, but they're going to treat it by introducing these cells that are going to that are going to control that tumor and not not let the drugs continue to bombard it and then create these completely untreatable cells that are then going to make it an untreatable tumor. Although the mathematical modeling predicted the optimal time to halt the treatment, because we talked about that, would be when the tumor has shrunk by 25%. Listen to this. They have now decided that they can shrink the tumors up to 50%. Well, what does that mean? It means that the patients on average lasted 25, 27 months longer, okay? And now they expect that to move up to 33%. Now, just think about that for a minute, okay? I mean, I had a brain tumor in 1985. I was very fortunate. They got it, got it all out, and I've been fine ever since. But when you're, when you're faced with the issue that you've got pancreatic cancer and you've got, we think you've got six months to live or maybe a year to live, how important would it be for you to get 33 more months to live? Okay, how how important would that be? Uh, from my perspective, I think that'd be pretty important. And and that's what they're saying here, is they're giving people an opportunity to improve during this time period and, and be able to live longer. And you know what? As this evolves, uh, it's entirely possible that, that they will figure out a way to cure the cancer. I've talked about this before on this show. The medical technology advances we're making in this country, I think, run under the radar screen a lot of times. You don't see a lot of people talking about this stuff, which is why I try to bring it to you. I think this is critically important. I think it's going to make a very big difference. And if you've got an institution like Sloan Kettering doing this, um, it, it, it's a remarkable program. And it obviously, you know, you've got MD Anderson involved in a program as well. Uh, they're looking to expand this. They're applying the adaptive therapy to treat prostate cancer. They're also, and that's another interesting one because a lot of people in, you know, when you're reaching your 80s and 90s, they don't want to have this surgeon have their prostate taken out. And then what's the what's the opportunity if you do that for metastasize of those cells to get out and become cancer in other places in the body? What they're saying is you can treat cancer and prostate cancer as an ongoing critical illness. May not have to have surgery, 
Okay, you know, and maybe you don't want surgery and how what's your survivability at that age factor? So it's very important. They're also doing pediatric carcinoma and thyroid and lung cancer. So I think it, it, it's a great program. Like I said, it's uh, Sloan Kettering is the ones that are pioneering it now and doing the trials. I'm sure if you go to their website, you can find out more about it. It's called adaptive therapy. All right. When I come back from our break, we're going to talk a little more about actually we're going to talk a lot more about uh, about cancer um, and some great news here in this country about how the death rate is dropping. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcast here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us, if you wish, by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, Mr. Darren Willett, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Once again, um, if, you, if you're interested in the Wavi brain scan and, and what it does and, and the scientific data that it produces. Um, you know, concussion protocol is a huge issue right now. We, we just did a scan on a young man who had four concussions from hockey and was clear to go back and play. After the scan was done and his doctor saw the results of the scan, absolutely not clear to go back to play. Uh, it's going to be quite a while before this young man is able to play, if he's able to play at all. The, the, the key here was that we eliminated the risk of him going to have another concussion all right, and having a bigger problem than he's already got that may have long-term lasting effects. So if you're a clinician, um, if you're a provider, uh, and you're treating people with sports injuries or any of these issues, the website for information is brainhealthscan.com, brainhealthscan.com. We're doing this all over the country. The phone number, 833-804-3334, 833-804-3334. Uh, Steve Sanborn, my partner, will be happy to chat with you. Uh, we provide training, a turnkey it's done. You know, once we finish the training, it's not that difficult to do. It takes about one day, okay? And you don't have to be a nurse or a doctor to run the scan. Uh, any technician can do it. So a uh, pretty good program. Uh, once again, the website, brainhealthscan.com. All right, so now we're going to talk about cancer. And this is some really good news, all right? Uh, and, and we're going to start off by talking about cancer deaths in the U.S. in 2016 to 2017, dropped by 2.2%. Doesn't sound like a lot. Actually, it is a lot, okay? It's the largest drop in the history uh, that they've been recording cancer deaths going down in this country. Uh, and, and it's really important to understand that. The total death rate, listen to this, since 1991 in this country has dropped by 29%. How do you like that? That's a pretty big deal. All right, so the cancer death rate, as I said, fell 2.2%. The drop was largely driven by progress against lung cancer, and the most rapid declines in the report occurred in melanomas, okay? Uh, lung cancer and deaths from cancer, doctors say, as well as improved detection and treatment for melanoma uh, report singles out the emergence of drugs like, and this is important because, you know, we hear a lot of, you know, Criticism of the pharmaceutical industry and the money they make, all the rest of it. Well, here's something that you want to know. The Roche, they're saying Roche's new AG drug, Zaboroff, 
that's spelled Z-E-L-B-O-R-A-F, uh, for treating molecular roots of tumors um, and therapies like Yervoff. Okay, again, I'm not good with these pronunciations. So it's Y-E-R-V-O-Y. This is from Bristol Myers Squibb. Okay, those are two of the new drugs that are making a big difference. Roche and Bristol Myers drug makers have spent, again, this is from the article in the, in the Wall Street Journal, billions of dollars in recent years developing these new therapies. So I did a show where I talked about this process of getting a drug approved and FDA approval out of 100 drugs if I remember this correctly, Darren can correct me if I'm not. I think the maximum number that got through was six drugs. I think that was about right, wasn't it? Yeah, about six drugs. So that's when you wonder, well, how are they spending billions of dollars? Because 94 of 100 fail. Okay, so this is this is a big information, okay, a big piece of information. So they go on to talk about the work with uh, – our work with personalized medicines such as Zalabrov deepens our understanding of underlying biology of cancer, said a spokesman for Roche's Genetech, one of the companies that developed Zalabrov. We are continually building up this knowledge to help more people across the country with many different types of cancer. So this is huge headway people they're making here in the treatment of cancer. They go on to say that despite the progress, cancer is still the second leading cause of death in this country. The first leading cause of death is heart attack and stroke. The second leading cause of death is cancer. The report published on Wednesday in the Cancer Journal for Clinicians projects that 1.8 million new cancer cases and 600,000 cancer deaths will occur in 2020. It's a really exciting time for cancer research, the, the journal went on to say, uh, as many fruits after years of investment, this all takes time, are really starting to come to fruition. Patrick Hugh, the head of the Cancer Medicine University uh, of Texas, MD Anderson, said that, that being said, he said, we still have a long way to go, but this is huge progress, right? The total death rate, as I stated before, since 1991 has dropped 29%. That is a really big deal. Uh, Progress against lung cancer uh, has accelerated and survival rates have improved in every stage of the disease. Death rates for the disease have dropped 51% among men. That's a pretty big deal. 26% among women in their, at, from their respective peaks. Do you hear what I just said? 51% for men and 26% for women? This is, this is really important stuff, folks. You know, cancer doctors also pointed to relatively new kinds of treatments, such as targeted therapies, which aim to um, reduce effects of drugs. You heard me talk in the previous segment about the other treatment that uh, and, and what's going on with the new cancer treatment approach uh, th that is being used uh, for introducing drugs. Uh, cells into the body, and that's called the adaptive therapy treatment. So that all ties back into this. This is all part of what's going on. Um, and, and so we're seeing a big, big difference uh, across the country. And, and, and they're talking about uh, metastatic melanoma jumped from 42% for patients diagnosed uh, to 58% from 2013 to 15. That's the survival rate jump that much from metastatic. So that means when a melanoma metastasizes, the rates of survival have gone up by 55%. We are making great progress in this country, um, and it's important to understand that. So now let's contrast that with, and th this was an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal called Where You Want to Get Cancer. 
Guess what? It wasn't the UK, and it wasn't Germany, and it wasn't Spain, and it wasn't Sweden. It was right here in the US of A, and let me tell you why. The article starts out like this. Cheer up, folks, for all the grousing about the health care costs, and the, there is good news out this week, and that is that cancer survival rates have improved enormously in the last three decades. Chances for beating most types of cancer are increasing, and that's especially true if you live in the United States. Cancer deaths plunged 30% since 1991, with the biggest annual decline occurring in 2017. More Americans are being diagnosed with cancer earlier in the stages of cancer, are getting better tests and better screening, and that also increases the odds of survival, okay? This, this is really interesting. The five-year survival rate now at 98% for prostate cancer, 98%, that's pretty good. Okay, 92% for melanoma and 90% for breast cancer. Between 2013 and 17, the death rate for men with melanoma declined by a stunning 7.6% annually. That's a big number when you look at the number of cases. That's what they're trying to say here, all right? Screening and treatment improvements also helped reduce the death rate for breast cancer on an average of 1.5%. Uh, percent annually from 2008-2017. That's 13.5 percent that that has been reduced by. It's pretty amazing. Scientific understanding of cancer and its genetic makeup has made advances by leaps over the past decade. Personal DNA testing for companies like 23andMe uh, arm people with more information. So here they're talking about this company, 23andMe, you can uh, get a kit from them and test to see if you have the BRCA gene. I've talked about this before. If you are an Ashkenazi Jewish heritage, women at risk that have that BRCA gene, okay, BRCA2, um, are at great risk for breast cancer. Well, you can do this test kit now here in the United States and determine if you're at risk, okay? Drugs require, they go on to say, uh, that, that, that that's especially true for cancers with low survival rates uh, and metastatic melanoma, such as lung cancer. So the, the, they're introducing now new drugs that, that work with your immune system, as I talked about in that first segment, that are helping overcome the cancers, okay? Drugs, uh, drugs require an enormous investment, therefore they aren't cheap, and they are approved by the Food and Drug Administration. They go on to talk about the United Kingdom, uh, and the United Kingdom's healthcare program uh, and care for excellence has rejected immune therapy. So that therapy I just talked about earlier in the previous part of the broadcast, okay, the adaptive therapy, they won't, they don't do it in the in the UK. Do you want to know why? And this is a quote: the therapies were too expensive, although they've had to relent in some specific cases because of patient protests. You know, what do I? constantly talk about national health care. How are you going to control it? The government's rationing and price controls on drugs are the major reason that countries like the UK are not making the same progress we are on cancer. When I come back from the break, I'll continue that conversation with some more information about how all of that works. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate here on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. I'll be back with more.
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. My producer, Mr. Darren Wilhite. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation about what's going on with cancer treatment in this country and how it contrasts with what goes on in a lot of other places. But if you are interested in 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 the Wavi brain scan, you're a provider, or maybe you're just somebody who has a child that had a concussion, or you're a chronologically challenged person and you want a scan. The website, brainhealthscan.com, they take about 20 minutes. Uh, they're not really hard to, uh, you don't have to, you know, it's not a long-term process. Uh, you're giving a copy of the actual uh, report, and a copy can be given to your doctor as well. If you need it to go to a neurologist, um, we can provide that service as well. The phone number, if you want to chat about that, 833-804-3334, 833-804-3334. Providers, this is a billable program, a billable procedure with CPT codes. We've got a whole plug and play program that we can show you how it works uh, and it makes a big difference. Again, 833-804-3334. Steve will be happy to chat with you. All right, back to this topic on cancer treatment in the United States, okay? So this is interesting. According to the study in the Lancet Journal, uh, individuals diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in 2010 to 2014 had nearly twice the likelihood of surviving five years in the U.S. rather than the U.K., did you hear? Did you just hear what I said? Okay, twice the ability to survive five years. What would five years of life mean to somebody who has pancreatic cancer as as they get in the UK? Remember what I've said about this national healthcare thing. This is what they don't want to talk about. You've got to control cost. How do you control cost? You control access. You control access. You control access to these kinds of treatments and who gets them and what do they get it for? Okay. All right, so here's another one. The five-year survival rate for brain cancer in the U.S. is 36.5% compared to 27.2% in France and 26.3% in the U.K. Yeah, that's, that's what I had, okay, a brain tumor. All right, let's keep going, okay? The five-year survival rate for stomach cancer in the United States, 33.1% compared, this is really interesting, 26.7% in France, and this is really bad, 20%, 20.7% in the UK. But this is a Lancelot journal. This is not a right-wing publication somewhere or, or you know, the, the, this is not a political discussion I'm having here. This is a discussion of how these programs actually work in these countries and what works and what doesn't. You just heard it, okay? There are some big differences in uh, treatment for those cancers in this country versus places like the UK, France, uh, go down the list, okay? It's not particularly good, okay? And the reason for that is, you, and I read it to you earlier right out of the article, because they are too expensive. They're not going to spend money on that. And you've heard people in this country like Rahm Emanuel say, well, we should cut off end of life, okay? When you're, when you're you know, just cut it off. That, that, that's the way this needs to be handled so we can reduce healthcare costs. Because we constantly hear about how much more it costs for healthcare in this country than it does someplace like the UK or France or Germany. Well, maybe this is part of the reason why. You think, huh? Is that possible that if you have a survival rate here that that is significantly different uh, in the U.S., 36% versus 27% or 26% in France and the U.K., okay, or 33% compared to 26% and 20% in France and the U.K. for stomach cancer? Yeah, there, it, there's a big difference, people, and there's a reason for it. So, yeah, we do spend more money, and I'm not saying our system's perfect, but what I am saying is— Again, I'll go back to the title. Where do you want to get cancer? You want to get it here or do you want to get it someplace like the UK? And, and the, the, you know, this is the exact same thing that goes on in Canada, by the way. Okay. 
So uh, diagnostic treatment advances in the U.S. are also accelerating. Google, this is interesting, artificial intelligence. Google's artificial intelligence can now detect breast cancer, lung cancer with better accuracy, meaning fewer false positive negatives than radiologists. A1 systems or AI systems are also enabling researchers to identify more genetic links to personalized treatments. Genetic links like... Uh, the the BRCA gene, okay, if you're an Ashkenazi Jewish heritage, okay? So these are, this is good news, people. This is really good news, and you need to know this because you don't hear a lot of this. You know, we're all talking about Medicare for all and national health care. Well, let's talk about what's going on that's reality right now, okay? Uh, Report, even the reports, listen to this, gloomiest news has a silver lining. Death rates for liver cancer are rising faster than for other forms of the disease, but hepatitis C drugs are are greatly reducing the incidence and have come they've come down as much as 80%. 80% since 2014. Do you believe that? 80%. Now, let me tell you the other side of that coin. Those drugs are very expensive. A typical treatment can be thirty to forty thousand dollars for a six-month period. Okay. And if it takes longer than that, it's going to cost more. But it's covered by health insurance in this country. Okay. Every plan covers it. That's not the case in places like the UK. France, Germany, Canada, et cetera, where the answer is, in a lot of cases, it's just too expensive. We're not going to pay for it. Yeah, if, you're, if you're the person that's got the liver disease, you're probably not going to feel too good about that, okay? The good news is that the prognosis has never been better for innovative drug treatment therapies, and they, that is a major reason. The good news is the cancer treatment in this country, as I said earlier, continues, okay, to improve, continues to get better, um, and continues to make a big difference uh, in our lives here in the United States. So, you know, that's that's my good news for today, okay, <laughs> uh, regarding medical treatment in this country and what it can do. I'm going to wrap it up with a little chat again about uh, the Wavi Brain Scan program. You know, this is a remarkable program. Um, and, and Dr. David Oakley, a four-time Nobel laureate participant, uh, is the man, the brains behind this thing, and he is truly a genius. Um, and, and what this scan does, uh, how it measures your brain speed, brain power, and brain age. I mean, we test everything. You know, we all know our cholesterol, our blood pressure, you know, uh, you know, our triglycerides, our weight, all those things. What do we never check health-wise? You ever check your brain health? Okay, that's what the Wabi scan does, whether we're talking about you know, cognitive issues like Alzheimer's and dementia. By the way, I had the scan and so did my wife, okay? And it was really important to us to understand, were we at risk for any of this? Hey, you know, even gave me a brain age. My brain age was 45. I feel pretty good about that, okay? So you learn an enormous amount. If you're a provider, okay, if you're a clinician, you don't have to be a doctor. Uh, Blue Valley Physical Therapy is our partner here in Kansas City. We've got partners in other parts of the country that are not doctors. They're doing this as a wellness benefit, Okay, or if you're a physician and you want to do it and you're going to bill for it medically, uh, you know, we can help you do that as well. So the the website is brainhealthscan.com, brainhealthscan.com. The phone number 833-804-3334. If you want to learn more about the program and how it works, please feel free to do that. And now I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd to usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. (laughs) 